So we're on Chaf Hei Amid Beis, 25b. We're going to go all the way back to the two dots. Um, it's going to be go quickly anyway, so let's not worry about going back too far. So we're on the subject of which kind of wives are eligible to be taken for a sota drink. In other words, a regular halachically permitted marriage, obviously that's where the Torah allows somebody to test his wife if she... Um, the circumstances are, are there. But what about if somebody's in a marriage that they're not supposed to be married to? And so then the Mishnah went through a long list. So on the list, uh, Omer of Nachman, two lines from the top, Omer Ikara Vizikna. What about if somebody's married to someone who he can't possibly, it's very unlikely that he'll be able to have children with? So there's a debate about that, whether or not that's considered a marriage uh, that he's not supposed to stay in, uh, even though the halacha is that he is supposed to, there's a question whether he should take another wife or what he should do, but there there was a debate about if such a wife was eligible for the sota process. Abul ba'ilanis, but if he's married to a woman who doesn't have the female parts, an islandess is uh, a woman who's like an ayol, who's like a male ram. Everybody says there's no uh, option. The Torah doesn't allow sota in such a case. Why? So it's actually a separate reasoning. Um, I mean, the other cases also, the woman was unable to give birth. Uh, we're on Chaf uh, 25b in the middle. As it says, Good morning, Richard. How are you? We're good, thank God. We're just starting in the middle of Chafei Amid Beis, and we're going to the case of the islandess, where a person was married to a woman who's missing the female parts to have a child. So we're saying that um, the question is, she's legally his wife. Uh, could, if she she's given a warning and she ignores the warning and there are witnesses, could he take her for a soda drink or not? So we're learning a new exclusion. As it says, four lines from the five lines from the bottom, a nix of a nizra zera. She will, it says that should, if she goes through the sota process and it turns out she's innocent, it says part of the reward will be that she will then have a child, Misha Darko Lahazria, this w- talks about a woman who has the parts to normally have seed and have a child. This woman is missing those parts entirely. So uh, clearly she's excluded from Sota. That's a, a new opinion here in the name of Rav Nachman, Amar Baravua, that a woman who's totally in the category of islandess, uh, who's totally missing the female parts to have a child, seems to be excluded from the Sota process. Mesfei, the war has a question. So I always have fun with these mesfei. Sometimes, in order to get to the question, we've got to learn uh, half a page. <laughs> so here we're going to learn uh, three quarters of a page that has nothing to do with the question. The question has to do with islandess. So we have to wait till we get there. And meanwhile, we'll learn some interesting halachas. But the question is going to be that we just said that islandess is not excluded from the SOTA process, because the SOTA process speaks of a wife that's capable of having a child, 
upon discovery that she's innocent. And since this lady is totally incapable, uh, she's excluded. Now, we didn't really speak to a woman who's too old, or though it seems like they have the parts at least, but at least someone who's an islandist is totally incapable, we're saying is excluded. So the question is going to be, we're going to show you that uh, uh, we're going to get there, but eventually we'll show you that there's a view that an islandist is included, and that's a contradiction. But before we get there, we're going to quote some other things. So we had this case before. If a person warns their fiancé, usually Sota is the woman that you're living with. Here, it's a woman who is a fiancé, or Lishomeris Yavim, or the woman who was married to a person's deceased brother, and he plans on doing Yibam, and he hears that she's fooling around, and so he gives her a warning. Uh, but he, he's not actually living with her yet. So, Im Ad if before he formally uh, uh, moves in or marries this woman, either, either his fiance or his brother's wife, Nistura, the episode happens where she hides in secret. So, in those cases, Lo she doesn't drink. On the other hand, she can't prove her innocence. So, uh, and she was guilty. Let's keep in mind, every sota is somewhat guilty of being alone in a hotel in a strange place long enough to have done something wrong. And every sota did do something wrong. Because every sota uh, was alone with a, uh, a strange, uh, with a strange man. And she even had a warning. Uh, but the question is, even though she uh, went against the, the Torah laws, and she was alone with this person in a private place, did she go all the way, like she says, and can she go back to her husband? That is the question. We are on the top of Chafav Amaralev, 26a. I stalled a minute and a half to get everybody, give them time to come home from the minion. Uh, we're just starting today's page. Um, and um, we're a, a little bit distracted right now because uh, we're quoting a long brysa uh, to get to our question. The question of the moment is, uh, is an islandist, if somebody has a wife who's missing the female parts to have a child, uh, is she eligible for sota? And we quoted a view that islandists are never eligible for sota drinks because this Torah speaks that a sota upon innocence could have a child, and this woman obviously could never have a child. That is the question. But we, let's, we didn't get to the question. Meanwhile, we're quoting a Brysa. So the Brysa is talking about warning various types of wives. What if a person, um, and these are typically wives that he shouldn't have. Um, one of the wives that people shouldn't have is that if somebody's in the middle of having a, uh, someone else's baby, she's pregnant from another husband, or if she has a child that's very young and still nursing. So there's a rabbinic halacha that you shouldn't take such a wife out of concern um, that uh, they... Um, uh, they won't take care of someone else's child, someone else's baby. You have to let a baby get off the ground, so to speak, uh, go through at least be nursed and taken care of the first two years. So if a woman remarries and she gets pregnant, she'll stop nursing, and the, they, the new husband won't want to pay for formula. And uh, they instituted that if someone is pregnant or, or nursing, they should at least wait until the child is uh, weaned before they remarry. What happens if somebody decides to ignore rabbinic rules? And then they marry this wife, and guess what? She's a cheater. People are very funny. They want to break the rules that they want to break, and they want to keep the rules that they want to keep. So he marries a wife that ignores all the rabbinic rules, but then he's mad that she's alone with other men. 
uh, obviously, right? But that's that's the human nature. So muberes kaveru minachos kaveru. So the halacha is on the top of the page. Lo shosus velonatuksuvasta. They're not eligible. The first view is since you're not supposed to be married to them, they're not eligible for the so to drink. On the other hand, if they're caught. Uh, doing improper things with witnesses and warnings, then they won't get the ksuba. Di Remeir. Shai Remeir Omar. Remeir said, Lo yisa adamu beres chaveru menechas chaveru. A person should not supposed to marry a um, a woman who's either pregnant or nursing someone else's child. Being nasa, if he does yotza, he has to get divorced. Lo yaksa olamis. He can never take her back. According to the view of the Chachamim, they say, he could take her for a sota drink, even though he's not supposed to be married now. And the whole purpose of sota is to get them back together. We want to get them back together, but we want the child to be healthily nursed. So they say, Yotza, he should separate from her, Shegiyah's man, and when she child is old enough, then Liknos Yiknos. Then it continues on, Baharoiva. What about a young, healthy man, Shinasta Ikara, that marries a sterile woman, Vizikeno, or an old woman, the Ainlo Ishobanim, and he's never a Mikara, and he doesn't already he hasn't already fulfilled the mitzvah of having children. Lo Shosa, he should not take her to drink, but lo Nuksuva so. And she doesn't collect the Ksuva because this is not the appropriate wife for him, according to opinion number one. Rabbi Liazar says, no, he can have a sterile wife that can't have kids, he just needs to take another one. Um, he can take another wife, and therefore this wife is fully legitimate, and therefore this wife is eligible for sota. It's interesting what the machlokis is. We haven't really, um, whether or not a person who marries a woman who's um, uh, currently incapable of having a child, whether that's considered a, uh, whether we say to him it's reasonable for him, Really, that marriage is okay because he could take another wife. Well, maybe most people can only afford one wife. Most people can't even afford one wife. Is that a reasonable thing to say, well, just because he has a mitzvah doesn't mean uh, that this wife is preventing him from having a mitzvah? Or do we say, practically speaking, uh, it's, it's hard enough to support one wife, so who said it? if he takes her, he won't be able to do the mitzvah? Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. there, there there's two opinions here uh, about this wife that's uh, incapable of having a child, and he has the mitzvah. But let's move on. What happens if a person gave a warning to his fiancée, who he's not living with currently, or he's only engaged to, or he gave a warning to his brother's wife, and then he he... He marries her, Misha Nikasra, and then after he marries her, either his former fiance, who he's now married to, or his former brother's wife, who's now his wife, Nistara, she's in seclusion. So the halach is Oshosa Olanaksuasa. She has the option. At this point, she's a full wife, and the Sota option is there. Let's say his wife. Uh, this actually, we're going to go into a little bit to explain why we need to say it. Let's say his wife is pregnant. Can he sota her? Can he take a pregnant wife as, uh, for a sota drink? We're going to see. Maybe we don't want the new baby to blow up. You know, that's a good idea. It would be terrible to see a pregnant woman blow up. But anyways, Muberus Uminika Satsma Oshosa Olona. She is eligible sota. Haroiva, a young man, Shinosa Ikara Vizikna. Let's say he marries a woman 
who is sterile or old, the Yeshlo Ishu Abanim, but good news is he has already done the mitzvah, Osho, so, so this wife is legit, so she can drink Olanak Subasa. Aishis Mams, again, these are a number of cases, we're bringing them, we haven't yet got to the punchline, we'll get to the punchline soon. Aishis Mamzer, what happens um, if a mom, a, the wife of a Mamzer is married to a Mamzer, Aishis Nassim Lenassim, Aishis, um, a, 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 a woman who's a Mamzer marries a man who's a Mamzer, that's a good Shidduch, right? Or a, um, somebody who's from the Nassim, who's from that sect of people we don't marry into, the water carriers, marries a male water carrier, ger, the wife of a convert, uh, the Evid Meshuchur of Islandist. So all of these cases are fully eligible. Again, the Gemara is going to explain each one, so let's have a little patience. But what do we bring this whole long thing for? So if you're coming in now, you didn't miss anything, even if you're a little confused, because we're going to explain most of these cases. Um, we made a statement on the previous page that a woman who's impossible to have a child because they took out those parts or they're missing, she never had those parts, uh, from the fact that the reward for a sota is that they will then get pregnant and have a child, it seems to exclude, we quoted an opinion, that a woman who doesn't have the parts to ever have a child is excluded from sota. But on this brysa that we're quoting, Tani Mia, what did we learn? Islandists. We say that no, an islandess is eligible. We just said it four lines up. We said the actually one line up. We said an islandess, a wife who is totally incapable of having a child, is able to get the so to drink. Shufted Reb Nachman. So this is a slam dunk. How do you, Reb Nachman, maintain that the islandess wife is never eligible for so to drinks? We just learned that she is. So what are you going to do with that, Reb Nachman? So Reb Nachman answers, Reb Nachman tanoihi. There are different opinions about that. It's true, you got me, but that, I disagree with that. In other words, that's somebody else's opinion. Now, you can't argue with the Mishnah, but if you can prove that somebody in the Mishnah argued with somebody in the Mishnah, one of the tanoim argued with the other tanoim, so you can, you can hold like one over the other. Va'ana de Omar, I hold like the other opinion, ki hai tana. Where is the other opinion? The islandist isn't eligible for the sota process. Shinemra, as it says, the nixta, if she's innocent of the charges, the nizrezera shall be rewarded with a child. That only applies to a woman who's capable of having a child. It would exclude the islandist. So uh, we've, uh, we started out the, the day talking on the previous page about an exclusion to the Sota rule, like Rav Nachman, that an islandist wife that's totally missing the parts can't be taken for the Sota drink. We quoted a brysa that said she could, and we answered there are two opinions. Fine, there are two opinions about the islandist wife, and the reason why not is not, n- nothing to do, even if he already has kids, because the Torah seems to only talk about the Sota in terms of being able to have a child, and an islandist wife is not the type of woman that will ever have a child. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the halacha doesn't seem to leave room for like a, a case like Abraham and Sarah, where Hashem, you know, give her, uh, give her an ace a little bit. The halacha doesn't really seem to hold for that. Well, at least Sota doesn't. So, good news is Sarah was not a Sota. So, <laughs> that's, uh, you're asking... Yeah, I, a, you, you're asking... She was an islandist. Right. 
So so Sota wouldn't apply to her. That but she could be person could marry an islandist. They just the Sota doesn't apply to it. You're asking a different question. What about, are they obligated to take another wife? Right? That's a different opinion. If they can marry an islandist plus, you know, or, uh, or is, are they obligated to do peruvu? Those are different questions. But we're just dealing with, is she eligible to be taken for the soda drink? And there are two opinions. One opinion says only someone who's capable, has the parts to have a child, is eligible for soda drinks. Okay. Now the Gemara has a technical question, which is we had one opinion that islandesses are eligible. So Rishim, uh, once I lost the page, oh, here we go. The Rabbanin, right in the middle of the page. What's the rationale for that opinion again? That what? That, that the islandess does drink. Um, so they don't darshan the Pusik that way. We said the Pusik was extra. The Pusik that mentions that if she's innocent, she has a child, seems to exclude the islandess who's incapable of having the child. But if you use that Pusik for something else, then you wouldn't exclude that. We're going to get there, what the something else will be. But um, the Rabbanan, what are they going to do with that Pusik? Hi, benixa zera, my avidle. What are they going to do with it? In a certain way, that's what the Gemara's question now is. The Rabbanan who argue and say an islandist could get a soda drink. So all you have to do is darshan that pusik for something else. What do you do with it? Me boy lay, look at a tanya. They use it for the following. The nix zera. It says if they have a child, she'im ikara. If she never had, uh, if she was unable to have a child, nifkada, divrei revikiva. Revikiva says that if she had never had a child, now that she's a sota and proven innocent, she will have. It's an amazing thing, this woman who uh, never married a child, and she almost sinned, and she did sin a little bit, but she had the strength not to go all the way. She'll be rewarded. Hashem wants them so much to get along with her husband that now he'll give them a child, according to Rebbe Kiva. Omerlo, Rebbe Shmuel, Rebbe Shmuel said it can't be. Then every woman who is incapable of having a child will turn herself into a sota. And then she'll be answered. If you're saying that the sota is the magic way to have a child, then a lot of people will do it. And we don't really want that to happen because you have to do something illegal. You have to be alone with a strange man. The zoo And if you want to say, well, a person goes by the book and they're not going to cheat on their husband and be alone with strange men, they're not, but since she doesn't agree to be alone with a man, she's going to lose. So it doesn't make sense that the Torah gives a reward only to the women that, that uh, do um, improper things. So, therefore, he wants to learn differently. In Cain, I, what does it mean? The Nick says that Menisra Zera, she'll have a child. It doesn't mean that a woman who could never have a child can become a Sota and have a child. What does it mean? It means that uh, she'll have a bracha. And the bracha can have different forms. Shim Haisa Lettuce Bitsar, if until now. She had great difficulty in labor. You'll let us berevach. She'll have space, meaning she'll she won't have pain. Nikavas, if she only had female children, you'll let us Now she'll have boys. It could also Nikavas can also mean weaklings. If she only had weakling boys, now she'll have strong men. Kitzerim, she had short children. You'll let us aruchim. Now she'll have tall kids. Shecharim, what if she only had black kids? You'll let us levenim. It doesn't mean black kids. It means pale, unhealthy. And now she'll have healthy uh, kids. Okay.
So the bottom line is there's another drusha there you can learn out of the Pusik. Not that it's excluding someone who can't have kids. It's just referring to, in general, that there'll be a bracha, uh, healthy bracha uh, in the children that they have. So then we said, now we'll go begin to explain some of the previous cases we quoted. So we said, if a mamzer marries a mamzer, and that, what do they expect? And then she fools around on him, he can take her for a drink. So pshita, of course. I mean, the moms are supposed to marry a mamzeris, so uh, why, shouldn't she, they, why shouldn't he be able to take her for a drink if she's not loyal to him? Maybe we don't want mamzerim to be married at all because then they create little mamzerim. Kamash Malan, that no, at the end of the day, they got to, you know, it's a normal thing to want to be married. And uh, uh, even if they have a happy marriage and they have kids, uh, that mamzer is entitled to that. Then we said, So we said a whole bunch of, of types of wives, even a convert's wife. Mm hmm. Yeah. Isn't that process for the way, the way to get out of mamzerus is to marry a mamzer? No. So what's the, way, what's the process to get out of it? You're not supposed to marry a certain kind of person, uh, and then the children are okay. Yeah, they, um, if they marry a shifcha, a shifcha, uh, a, a half Hebrew maidservant, uh, not Hebrew, a half Canaanite maidservant that's owned by a Jew, and then later on that the child would be freed. So that's that's, uh, but not a mamzer. The mamzer, mamzer, they're they're stuck. Their goose is cooked. Okay, so we said Aisha's gear ve'evet. We said if a uh, a convert or a servant who was freed or an islandist, their wives are like regular Jewish wives and they can be taken for a sota drink. Pshita, of course, they're Jewish. So, The Torah, when it introduces the Parsha of Sota, said children of Israel. Maybe it excludes them. Kamash Malan, that no, they are included. The it says that the answer is Vamarta Ribahu. There's an extra word there, clearly, it comes to include them. Aisha's uh, Kohen Shosa. So we said even the wife of a Kohen can be taken for a Sota drink. Or Sipshita, of course. She's a wife. So the Morris said it's a little bit more complicated. When, we, uh, when this woman was alone with a man, so we've been assuming until now that she didn't have relations with him. What if once she was alone with him, they did have relations, but she didn't agree? She's still eligible to be a Sota because... She, didn't, she made a mistake and was alone with him, but she trusted him, and, and he, he violated her. But she's innocent in that she had intended to be alone with him, but not go all the way. So she didn't commit willingly adultery. So in a regular wife, if it's proven that... Uh, so again, we've been assuming it means she didn't do the act. She didn't, she didn't do the act, but even if he did, but as long as she wasn't willing and she refused... Uh, she'll still be innocent. But the wife of a Kohen, uh, even if she was forced, is not supposed to be married to a Kohen. So I would have thought uh, she's alone with a strange man. She willingly was alone with him. She goofed. And she trusted him. Um, Ramosha Feinstein, their, their Shilas asked, um, unfortunately women, um, they tend to trust men, and especially one that they're fond of, and sometimes they make the mistake of being alone with strange men and they think they can trust them and they can't. And there are, there are a few shilas like that where women were uh, married women or women were alone with uh, others and were, uh, you know, today they call that date rape or other things. 
Um, and the question is, to what extent do you say the woman was willing? Uh, at what point can she say she said no, or she wasn't willing, or you can believe her? Those types of questions uh, come up, unfortunately. So the Morris says over here, why by a Kohen do I need to say it? Of course, a Kohen's wife can be taken to drink. So even a regular wife, if she wasn't forced, she'll be forbidden. If she was coerced, if she, she... So again, this, today's society has a big debate. Do, what does it mean, coerced? Is, do, they, uh, if, if they, do they have to say yes, or is it enough? Um, if they didn't say yes, is that coercing? Or if they said no and they didn't stop them, is that coercing? That's, that, those are big debates on the college campuses today. But in this case, if she's uh, no, the normal wife, if she's forced, she's permitted. But the wife of the Kohen, then he's pasisa, and she's co- uh, even if she wasn't willing, she's forbidden. So I would have said she can't drink, so we're saying she could. We said that uh, if the wife drinks, uh, and uh, she can go back to the husband. So of course she can. Even if she, um, uh, she starts to waste away. So the Morris says, wait a second. If she's starting to waste away, that means she's guilty. The water is teaching, uh, so uh, how could she be muttered to the husband? So the Mora answers, after she had soda water, she's not well, but it's not the usual stomach uh, thigh that the Torah mentions. She's got other problems. She's starting to get headaches. She's starting to get the other limbs. So the Mora said, um, so I would have thought, so what happens if a woman drinks soda water and doesn't get the soda blow up, but gets other sicknesses? So I would have thought that's a proof. Really, she did something wrong. Why didn't the water work in the usual way? Maybe she, in the case of the Cohen's wife, she did go all the way, even though the wife doesn't admit it. But she had refused the Lagabi coin Kamash Malon, that uh, we don't say such a thing. Basically, if the wife gets sick in other ways, we don't say that it's she's a sota. That's what the mission is teaching us. Even if she's the wife of the Kohen, and even if it, it seems to be that she did something else besides having willing relations, even if she had forced relations. So then we said Asia Saris, the wife of a eunuch, can drink. I shouldn't say the word eunuch. Eunuch means um, a wife of a man who's sterile. Um, what do they call that? ED? Or, um, they have all kinds of words for that today. So Pshita, uh, why? She, she's a wife too. So more said, The Torah says where the husband's capable of having relations, she has relations with another man. He can't have full relations. Kamash that no, Whatever he can have, she's not allowed to fool around on him and is eligible for soda water. And he can warn her against any uh, being alone with any man. So this could even be uh, a forbidden relationship. In other words, not only somebody else's husband, he can warn her, but he can even warn her not to be alone uh, with his brother-in-law or with his father or some other forbidden relation. Or so why would Pshita? Of course, why shouldn't that be eligible for the Sota arrangement as we turn the page? 
So our answer, uh, part of the sota, the way the sota works, if she's guilty, the Torah says she became defiled twice. If she's um, defiled, she's forbidden to her husband and she's also forbidden to her lover. So I would have thought that the Parsha of Sot is talking about somebody that originally could have married her lover, and now because she had that relationship while she was still married, she forbids herself to him. That's where she becomes forbidden to him through this immoral relationship, the Sota applies. Avul hai, but what happens if she's with a man who's already forbidden? So maybe the Sota laws don't apply, kamash malan, that they do apply. So even if, let's say, this is her brother-in-law or her, her father or somebody who, even before we started, she couldn't marry, it, Sota laws would still apply. The only exception is minakatan. Uh, if she's alone with a, a child, the Sota laws don't apply. So why? The Torah says she's alone with a man, an adult, not a minor. Uh, so the question is, what if the minor has the parts? That's, that's debatable. It also comes to exclude somebody who's not a man. So uh, who, is the, who, who are we coming to exclude when we say not a man? So, if we mean a man who's incapable, who's not well and is incapable of an erection, he says that um, uh, you, could, uh, you could give a warning not to be alone with a man who's impotent. Or, and not only that, if, uh, if, she's, um, if she was eating truma and has relationship with somebody, even an impotent person, she's in trouble. So Mekan and Al-Yado, of course, she could be warm shita. Why? Mahudatema, what would I have thought? The Shekh of Ish Oso Shikbazera. The Torah says she lies with a man, um, and uh, they went and they, they lied, meaning there was seed. That's how it's defined. Bahailav Barahachi, this person can't produce seed. Kamash Malon comes to teach us that Sota laws still apply. Of course, if she has relations with somebody, even if there's no seed, um, she would make herself no longer eligible to eat truma. You got, when you eat truma, you're, you're representing the Rabbani Shalom. You've got to be a holy person who doesn't have, in the case of the woman, some, had relations with somebody who defiled her. So Mar said, I would have thought the problem is she had a kind of relation where she could have a child who uh, would be profaned who wouldn't be co-ineligible. She had relationship with somebody that was capable of having a child. If a man lies with her who could have a child, will profane her, the less lazar. But if he lied with her in a way that they won't produce a child, I would have thought he doesn't profane her. That she could be profaned even with somebody who lied with her in a way that won't produce a child. Mm-hmm. So they, they talk about that, that we have to be defined. Does it mean a child that's, he's not an ish? Uh, uh, he's, he's a, well, what does it mean that he's not a man? Does it mean that he's not bar mitzvah? Or does it mean he doesn't have the parts? 
how do you define the man? <laughs> that would be some of the well, question. Well, the issue would be, you know, what we call bar mitzvah today is like 12, you know, 13, but hmm. in those days they didn't necessarily have that. They checked for Shesaros, they checked them for Kippur, okay. etc. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they, they talk about a girl, a very, a girl can be very young and still get pregnant. She's not hmm. a gadola, and a boy is, is not in that category. So that's why I was wondering why the Gemara here says, Pusik says ish, but he's still included. Um, it's debatable what it comes to include. It doesn't include... Um, well, we're saying that... Um, we're, no, we're saying a child's not included. We're excluding the minor. So the only question is, how do we define the minor? Do we mean a minor without the parts or even a minor with some parts? That's the only question. That's debatable. But we're excluding some minor here. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't define what a minor is. We just said it excludes a minor. So what do we mean a minor? That's debatable. There is a machlokus about that. Okay. So, um, but now we're talking about the second part, that we're excluding somebody who's not a man. So if we say we're including an impotent man, he's still considered a man. So who are we excluding? Uh, we mean that, that uh, maybe a non-Jew would be excluded. If he warns her not to be alone with a non-Jew, he can't make her a sota for uh, being alone with a non-Jew. That's not true. He said, you could warn her not to be alone with a non-Jew and make her a sota if you suspect that she had relations with a non-Jew. Apostle the So Gemara said, that you can warn against a non-Jew pshita. Why not? So Gemara said, I'll tell you why I would have thought Sota doesn't apply. I mean, you would have said, what's the difference who she's fooling around with? <laughs> so Gemara said, Ma'udetema. It says, Nitma, nitma, shte, pami, mitzis, tame, twice. Echad labal, she becomes forbidden if she defiles herself to her husband. She can't go back to him. Echad laboil, and she can't go with her lover. So hekad commits her nus. I would have said, it's coming to tell you that when she had this relationship, she now forbids himself to this boyfriend who she could have married if she got the divorce. Abu Hai, but this Shegetsu she had relationship with Hoya Besur Vekaima, even if she gets divorced, she couldn't marry him. Amalo, maybe the Sota Parsha doesn't apply. Kamash Malan that it does. We might have thought that Sota just doesn't, the whole, it just, the Torah is excluding that. Kamash Malan, the Torah would include that that if the husband warned her against being alone with the goy, and she was unfaithful with the goy, that he could take her to drink. Next thing, we said the non-Jew makes her, if she had relations with him, she can't eat truma. That's obvious. So, It says the daughter of a Kohen is with the stranger, I would have thought somebody who she could marry, she can make herself no longer truma eligible. The love bar havaya, but if it's somebody who she's incapable of having a marriage with, a Jewish person can't be married to a non-Jew. What we call marriage is a relationship with the Rabboni Sholem, and when a Jewish person marries a non-Jew, they don't have that in their relationship. So I would have thought, maybe it doesn't do it. Kamash and the puzzle. Why? How do you know if a non-Jew or a servant had relations with the Kohenes Alevia of Asistro Shapaslo that that does make her invalid to um, uh, marry a Kohen? Shemar Bas Kohen Kisia Amana Vagrusha, the daughter of a Kohen when she's a widow or a divorcee, Mishiyeshu Amanas Vagrusha. Then, if she didn't have children, she can go back to her family and eat truma when uh, again. 
So that's only if she had a regular marriage. Yatsu of Chachavim, but if this Kohenis was married to a non-Jew, or, I mean, had relations with a non-Jew or an avid, Elo Amanus Vagerishin, it's somebody that she was incapable of having a regular married relation with. El, um, uh, she... Um, uh, then she would, uh, I would have thought it's no good, so that's why we need to tell you it is good. Um, so the bottom line is, uh, if she has a relationship with a non-Jew, it does count. So what are we excluding? What is that mysterious thing that is not a man, again, that if she had relations with it, she would not be so eligible for sota? So Amra Papa Lamute Behema. If she has relations with an animal, uh, and the husband suspects she's having relations with an animal, and he warns her, don't be alone with this animal, that sota doesn't apply, because it's not, not considered, this doesn't apply. She doesn't become invalid to her husband, this doesn't apply, even if she did some kind of strange act with an animal. How do we know that? I mean, it looks like... Uh, uh, it looks like it looks like uh, a, a immoral relationship. How do we know that it's not considered znus? She's not considered committing adultery. because it says lo savni It's interesting halacha when a person uses to pay a prostitute or to buy a dog. We don't bring as a korban. A certain a korban is a uh, bringing an animal that represents you and is brought on, on the mizbeach. And if that animal was used for something immoral or something, um, they didn't value dogs that much in those days. It was considered like a, uh, 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 something that, you know, like if you want to insult somebody, you would give them the, something that was exchanged for a dog. It is worth much more than a dog. Uh, so uh, you sh- if you brought that as a Corbin, it's no good. Vitanya Esten Kalavu Machorzona. What if you... Um, I, I don't want to go into this. Uh, what if you uh, gave a, um, a bribe for a woman to have relations, uh, you paid a woman to have relations with your dog? person felt the dog needed to have relations for whatever reason, and there was a zona, and you, you had to pay her to have those relations. Uh, or if you sold, if a person sold the prostitute, uh, had a servant who was a prostitute, and he sold her in exchange for a sheep. And then you wanted to bring that sheep. Basically, we're talking about, we've said that using something for a payment for an immoral thing, or something that was exchanged for an immoral thing, is invalid for a corpin. So what about these cases, where something was used to pay a woman to have relations with a dog, or something was used... Uh, in exchange for a pro- that was exchanged for a prostitute servant. So I would have said certainly that should not be brought as a korban. So technically you're right, but the Gemara says, We don't, we have no right to add additional categories to the Torah. The Torah only mentions two. In other words, if somebody pays a prostitute, then that can't be used. But if somebody paid a prostitute to do something strange, you can't say that that ex- excludes now, but now let's get back to our uh, um, the pasuk that we said. We said that even a husband who's incapable is impotent. There can uh, even a man uh, can be included in the sota warning. So then, why does it say seed? So the Gemara says, "Mi boy le kedetanya shik bazer prat le davracher." 
only if she has the type of relationship that normally seed would come out, excluding something else. What is that something else? If they, she did something in the unusual way, uh, on the backside, so maybe if that's not considered sota, um, because uh, that's, not, um, that's not the way in which a person has a child. There's no children born from that kind of relationship. So on my love, Actually, um, that's called sex. That's called having a relationship. There's a different pasuk that says whether a, a relationship from the front or the back is adultery. So clearly a woman would be a sota either way if she had a relation with a man with whichever part it was in. What if the husband said to her, uh, I forbid you to hug or kiss this man. And uh, she was hugged and kissed that man in private. So could that's excluded from the sota. That's not, sota is about somebody that commits adultery. This is just breaking the fences. This is just improper. A woman doesn't become a sota if she hugs or kisses a strange man. So now we get to something else. Um, uh, how far did they have to get along in the act to be considered have gone all the way? It's like the Bill Clinton, you know, he, uh, he didn't inhale. So the truth is you need to know what the definition is. So what if they just, the, the, uh, his nakedness touched her nakedness. The word neshicha means they just kissed, so to speak, they were alone, but he didn't penetrate. If you say that it's only if there was penetration that it's considered adultery, but if they didn't, it's not considered they did the act. So therefore, if um, it's clear that she didn't go further, she didn't have penetration, then that she wouldn't be considered a sota. But there's another view that that is considered sex, that that would be considered adultery, even if they didn't penetrate. Michael, what are you going to say? So we're getting confused here. What exactly are we excluding over here when the Torah says a relationship of seed? We see that they're, they're according to this view, even other types of nakedness would make a risota. So the Morris says, really, the case was he warned her not even to hug or kiss this person. He touched the other limbs. So why would I even think she'd be a sota with that? I would have thought, it really depends on the husband. See, if the husband didn't warn her, as long as she didn't commit adultery, she's, she doesn't become a sota. It's only because he's suspicious and it depends on his, his warning that she becomes a sota. What if he warned her that if you ever kiss this man or get close to this man, I'm going to take you to drink? So I would have thought it depends on what he's worried about. And he's insisting that if she ever touches another man, kisses another man, she, he's going to take her for a sota drink. that you don't. Okay, we're going to stop here at Omar Shmuel. Have a great day, everybody, and hope to be back.